Hello and welcome to Reptile and Chill. I am one of your hosts as usual, Dan Haas. And I'm Danny Wells. How is everybody? I'm absolutely fantastic. Good, good. And um, I am Mike Phelps. Sorry, Danny, I was cutting across you then, mate. We're, hi, we're trying Mike to get Phelps. this intro right, aren't we? And uh, uh, sort of like trying to get it as slick as possible. But I, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't I, think I, it's ever going to happen. I think from this moment forward, we should just say hi, reptile and chill, and just get straight onto it. To be completely honest, I don't think we're able to actually be organised. Yeah, introducing ourselves just doesn't seem to work, does it? And no one actually knows who we are anyway. So that's. And is it is it just me who hates saying their own name? I, yeah. I hate saying my own name. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't it's mind horrible. saying. I don't mind saying this bit for all those listening for the first time. This podcast is available to listen on Facebook page, <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, and most other decent po- podcasting platforms. Don't mind that bit, but I don't <laughs> like saying hi. I might help. Also, really hope you're still recording. Okay. <laughs> he's got this proper like Mike Phelps. Come on down! <laughs> Welcome to Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Can we just keep this one? I like this intro. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah just, to say just for everybody else's. Uh, just for everybody else's I know, I, interest. I, yeah, we have. I, this is the third intro we've done, isn't it? <laughs> I always feel like I want to say, "How is everyone?" But then I remember, "Oh shit, I've got." Oh my god, that was a pound. <laughs> pound. <laughs> I remember that I actually have some form of script, and Hoss, you know me, scripts make me feel physically. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and do you know what, okay. though? Dan does it in all best interest, so we've got a little bit, a little bit of lines, right? He's so good at it. It went straight out the window just on our... Right, okay. Um, it's all gone very strange. First introduction. Are you guys connected you right, to the Dan? Wi-Fi? Because it went... Blah, 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 then. I've got you went... Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I think you should uh, kill the video. Kill the video. Yeah, all right, he... kill the video. Yeah, we're actually yeah, uh, we're quite yeah. sad. We all look at each other's faces whilst we do this. Um, <laughs> I, I quite like, like looking at Danny's. He's a, such a good-looking lad. A good I, uh, I, I quite like looking at it, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> Spurs me on a little bit. It's I'm doing it topless me. next time. Oh, <laughs> Hannah will walk in. And now if I did it topless, Dan, and uh, and I took my head out of it, mate, you 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 might be getting a little bit aroused. <laughs> if you took your if you took your t-shirt off, you tits and raggy desk. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I um, I'm I'm worried that you wouldn't see my face. It, they'd just be in the way. <laughs> right. On a, on a serious note, sorry, Dan. On a serious yeah. note, um. Should we have a little talk about sort of like what we've been up to the last week um, since we was last to, done? I think we need to go into the first two parts of the script about where we were talking about where you can get the podcast and all this uh, pain swearing fine stuff. That'd be uh, it might be useful. <laughs> Come on, Danny, let us know. Come on, our listeners, what what they need to know. Shall I do it in the patented Mike Phelps voice? Uh, yeah, yeah, go on. <laughs> From now on, everybody will be fined. <laughs> um, yeah, if you swear, it's a quid. If you hang up or drop off the line, it's a fiver. If you upset one of the hosts, and good luck doing that, I think, I, I think it should be a tenner. I think it's a fiver at the minute, but it's a tenner. 
because that is one hell of a feat. See, I, really well, I think this is a little bit wrong because I think what we agreed was it was a pound to swear. It was a fiver if you swerved a, que a question, but if you dropped off the call or threw a hissy fit and, 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 and hung up on us, and then it would be an instantaneous 10 quid. I, I like that one. I no, like that only, one. That was swerving, que swerving questions only really, really went for Chris Newman. Yeah, to, to be honest, as well, <laughs> yeah. um, there was the small possibility that he may have kind of like had a hissy fit and fell off the uh, interview. So that, that £10 was like making sure that he didn't. And actually, his wife yeah. did that for him in the end. So, uh, yeah, she, she called him, didn't she? Yeah. And he dropped her. She's definitely Brilliant. not getting flowers for a while. Definitely not getting flowers. And he's not going to be able to afford them. Yeah, so I just I... can't see anybody swerving the question. So, what got you into reptiles? Oh, I don't want to answer that one. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about it. Sorry. Right. Okay. So, for anyone who's thinking that we're money grabbing, we are not money grabbing. All the money that is raised through these fines will be donated to mental health uk which is something that i think all three of us feel quite strongly with um absolutely again going on to what we're going to be doing next year with carpet festival all the money donated and raised uh, from carpet festival will be going to mental health uk as well so this is um again something we feel that's quite um important we feel that the um, people need to be more aware of these kind of situations and we just want to kind of just do our little bit and try to help out so if you are listening we have a, a just giving page um that is all the information for that is on our facebook page so again check it out if you've got a couple of you know spare quid in your pocket please donate it is a really good cause yeah absolutely and we have got did you mention that it's on a just giving it's on just giving uh, yeah, I page. think it's like justgiving.com yeah. forward slash fundraiser forward slash reptile and chill, I think. I think I'm pretty sure the link is on um, the reptile and chill page anyway. Yeah, it's on there anyway. Um, we also have t-shirts for sale. Um, so please go and buy one. It helps support the podcast. It helps pay for our hosting and um, for what little bit of advertising that we do. Um, something we are doing is that once our expenditure has been paid, so what it costs us to physically put this podcast together, every single penny in profit is being donated to the Mental Health UK. Um, we're not in it for the money at all. Uh, we're not taking that wage at all. <laughs> I wish I was. I would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's all about helping people. Uh, it's all about giving. Um, we sit down and talk every Thursday night to record the podcast because, well, I kind of like Danny and Mike. Um, you know, yeah. and I like talking to them, and I hope speak for yourself. <laughs> wow, I hope you guys, you know, enjoy listening to the podcast as well. Um, so I'm going to shut up rambling now because I sound like a wet dribble. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we talk about? Obviously, we went to uh, myself and uh, Dan to Doncaster last can weekend. I, can I butt in real quick and ask course, what a, ask what a dry dribble looks like? Um, he's you like... said you look like a wet dribble. Now, <laughs> I feel I need to touch on this. What what is a dry dribble? Uh, sand. <laughs> See, I was going to say something then, but uh, I won't. I won't go there. But uh... Uh, that's what. And although for. although although we've talked about tying the knot in it, um, I haven't gone down that route yet. So <laughs> I was I was thinking that that could be a dry dribble. I think oh, you, you might have so, a pain uh, thing, so you so, ain't in something, to be honest. 
if anybody needs help in uh, lowering the tone, Mike's your man. <laughs> usually, usually, usually you, Danny. I know. I know. What's going on? Anyway, right. He's not so, drinking, that's why. That's it. Doncaster. 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 Myself and, and the Hoss went along. Unfortunately, uh, Danny's passport's run out for him to get out of uh, Norwich. And uh, they're only allowed to get out of uh, where he lives once a year. So he's, he's, he's messed it up this year. Why does everyone, why does everyone think I'm in Norwich? <laughs> Sorry, you're not. You're Kingsley, aren't you, mate? That's Kingsley. To be fair, it's um, probably better it's... off that you, you are from Norwich, not Kingsley. Because Kingsley <laughs> is the land of the hobbits. Period. Uh... So so we went up there, mate. We had a fantastic time. I was a little bit gutted that Danny wasn't with us because uh, it would have made it all the better for, for, for Danny to be with us. But we had a good time, didn't we, Hoss? It was, uh, it was interesting. Um, you know, we've been, we've been doing this for... Well, I've been doing this for quite a couple of months now and a couple of weeks with you guys. And you know what? It's the first time I've been to Doncaster, um, basically with a billboard on my back with a Reptile and Chill T-shirt. And it was so refreshing having so many people coming up to us and, you know, you know, just by, again, just to say hi. To say yeah, that, you say that. Listen to the podcast. Um, you know, so much good feedback as well. And it's kind of like, then it kind of makes it all worthwhile as well um, that people actually are listening. Um, it's wicked, absolutely wicked. So if, everyone who took the time to say hello, thank you. Um, Dan, I got high fived going up the escalators. I had some guy go reptile and chill, yeah, high five me. Yeah. I was like, that, wow, a, I didn't expect that. That's a full on health and safety issue. Um, <laughs> 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 All hands must be kept on the rails. My, uh, my my kids wasn't happy about it though, was they, Dan? Though, no, yeah. Uh, every time they wanted they to walk like, off, we'd find someone else, and they'd be like, "It's oh, Dad, I just want to go upstairs." <laughs> you can imagine it was our first time at Doncaster so I've never been before and um, I took the kids with me and they were super excited and of course they just like I suppose like me a little bit I just wanted to run around and look in every store what, what what's every stand got and that's all they wanted to do so <laughs> it's quite I was easy. holding them back a little bit and we were talking for ages I had my son going oh this is rubbish my daughter's a lot older she was like dad can I just go off on my own and have a look around I was like yeah you've got your phone with you you go off with your friend and have a look around and Billy was like dad that's not fair can I go with them I was like no no I don't want to put that responsibility on my hat he was like I was trying to have conversations and he's headbutting me in the back like dad this isn't fair <laughs> in the end I was like yeah do you know what go with your sister sod the responsibility <laughs> she can look after you uh, and they had a fantastic time yeah yeah it was uh... Uh, a little bit a little bit of a controversial question um was there anything good there yeah, it was it yeah, was, it was. <laughs> typical royal, 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 royal. Oh, God, there's another royal. Oh, that one's a ball python. Oh, there's another royal. Um, however, the there, was, there, yeah, there was quite a lot of um, captive bred green tree pythons. Um, oh. There were some Matlox pythons, which I saw. Um, Matlox was good, and that was, a, was um, that's a, a friend of yours, that was, wasn't it? The yeah, stand, he, had, he some, had a decent range. I know John Campbell had a decent range of stuff on his table. And don't get me wrong, there was probably some others about, but I was, I mean, if you was into your ball pythons, then you are in absolute heaven there. The heaven, amount of morphs yeah. that you could see. Who, um, who had the uh, GTPs? Was Malcolm Dix there? Um, it was 
Edward Howard, I believe. There was a couple of others oh, I... as well, but majority of them were on Edward Howard's table. Um, yeah. I can't remember what they were now. Uh, has, he, has he bred them himself? Yeah, he's what he has done, apparently. Uh, oh. I didn't even know he kept GTPs, to be completely honest. Oh, congrats, congrats uh, to Edward Howard, then. Yeah, well, um, he has agreed to come onto the show, um, as on when we can track him down, because he's a busy man. Um, awesome. Trying to think what else was at the show. Um I don't even know. I, I, it was that busy. I didn't have much time to look at the tables. Tables. To we bagged. Honest. We bagged a Dave Clemens, didn't we? Managed to drag him to the bar, well, kicking yeah. and screaming. He was, wasn't he, going to the bar? Yeah, that, that was a that's a total lie. Um, basically, what happened was um, we were at Mark Plymouth's um, or MP Hook Hook and Handling's table, um, just having a chat. Dave Clemens runs up to us and goes, "We haven't had a beer yet." The next thing you know, we are guzzling beer and cider out of the bar. Um, about four seconds later. Can I just say as well, um, Mark Plimmer, if you're at a show and you see Mark Plimmer, ask him if there's any food available because <laughs> he gave us the most unbelievable, like, but, like bap of, of jerk chicken with salad, cheese on He made his own homemade barbecue sauce. I've got to get that recipe off him because it, it blew me away. It was absolutely gorgeous. Really, really enjoyed it. I need to make another call out to Mark Plimmer, actually. Um, I'll just say this. Where the hell is my black ram's horn hook? That's all. That's all. That, that's all I want to say. You know, I'll tell you after. I want it. I need it. Hurry up. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I, we're going to the uh, we're going to the West Midlands Herpetological Society uh, meet this weekend, and um, he's always there. So if you want, he can pass it on to me, and then it will mean that me and Dan. <laughs> We'll keep it and tease you with it on the, on the oh, video. So, so you're going to tease me with my T-shirt, and now you're going to tease me with my new snake hook as well. Have you, my, have you, my have you passed snake actual hell? Have you paid your £3 yet for postage? No. Shut up, then. <laughs> no. Do you know what? That's my thought. I keep on going, yeah, I'm going to post it, and then something comes up, and I'm really super busy at work at the moment, and... Like I say, I I've only just made a podcast tonight. I need, I need to pose in it. Come on, you, so you do. So I'll do a video so in it, and I'll I'll do a video in it, and I'll sing or something. I was just like, I don't think it's appropriate, but you know what? Hey, it's if it not. gets a couple of likes for you and it makes your ego get bigger and you're happy, crack on, mate. I don't need that's, hey. that's the thing. I do not need a bigger ego. Look, <laughs> did you see the amount of views his last little video got with him? Uh, after, How it, many, mate? Two point seven. What? Two point yeah. seven, yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's the comments of hatred underneath. Vain, 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 vain. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to be vain. It, it just so happened that I just had a haircut and yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. You said I can't do that until I've had my haircut. That's because I was going first thing in the morning. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So going back on topic because we are rambling. Um, yes, I'm sorry. Doncaster was so, wicked. Um, Doncaster is got... good. We've got West Midlands Herpetological Society thing coming up this weekend. Um, you going, Dan? I am. I am indeed. Um, I think it's going to be... My kids are going. They're I'm, super excited. I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about um, what's going on because I've got a little surprise um, for, you, for you two guys uh, shortly. Um, 
but yeah, so don't talk about that for now. Um, okay. Yes. I'm looking. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing what the surprise is. Yeah. So, uh, if it's anything like your other surprises, <laughs> then, then uh, be very disappointed. <laughs> be disappointed. I'm. I'm more worried. <laughs> you should be. You should be. Anyways, okay. um, so the the night after Doncaster, um, I uh, for for people who don't know, I've recently become a father. I have a lovely four and a half week old daughter called Naya, um, and the other night she decided that she was going to become a banshee and she was going to scream the house down for about three and a half hours. We tried feeding her, we tried singing to her, we tried not singing to her because I can't sing. Um, changing a bum, music, we even tried Ed Sheeran, that didn't work. So, at approximately quarter past two in the morning, I was driving around in my lovely Vauxhall Corsa with the baby in the car round the uh, rural side of Birmingham. We actually have one, believe it or not. Trying to see the advice off Morelia Python Radio. Yeah, you know, <laughs> literally, you know what? It is the best thing ever. If your snake does not feed, whack it in the car, go for a drive. If your baby, and you know what? He's a pound to Mental Health UK. If your baby won't shut the fuck up and go to sleep, whack it in the car, go for a drive. It's brilliant. That's a, it that's, that's that's an old trick. Yeah, I, I, old. I reckon, right, and this is, I, th- I will put money on this. If your chicken jar frazzy doesn't taste very good, put it in the car and go for a drive and it'll taste absolutely <laughs> banging after. Guess, guess what, though, guys, right? Um, you know, after they said, uh, take your take your carpet pythons, your hatchlings for a drive and, and they'll start feeding, right? I think I had one or two feeding at that time. And I thought, this is like the biggest joke in history. This is the Americans getting one back on us selling them the London Bridge. Do you remember when we sold them the London Bridge? This is them going, yeah, we're going to get it back. Yeah, take take your snakes for a drive, guys. <laughs> so yeah. I took them out for a drive. Five out of seven are now feeding, yeah, <laughs> literally that... within a week. Can I just God. say that neither me or Danny are old enough to remember the London Bridge being sold? <laughs> you should do, you should have done your history homework then, guys, because uh, it I was. Thought, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I thought I'd just shut up because I had no idea what you was going. Yeah, it's like keep on. So so so, <laughs> so so quickly, the Americans thought they were buying Tower Bridge. You know, Tower Bridge, which is the big fancy one. <sighs> Yeah, they bought London Bridge, which is literally just a normal bridge that goes over the River Thames. Oh, man. Yeah. Right, so... Just went terrible, isn't it? I What's believe... the River Thames? <laughs> oh, just shut up, you bloody muppet. Gosh. Right, um, I've got a new snake. Have what? you now? Oh, yes. I do. Um, it was a full... I don't think it's yours. Well, technically it isn't now, until she's of age. Um... Firstly, shout out to Dave Clemens. Thank you, Muppet. Um, so <laughs> he walks up to me. First time I've seen him at Doncaster and goes, Ah, oh, hi, Hoss. I've got something for you. Um, I was expecting it to be um, some form of fine, weird chilli sauce or a record or a book or something generally weird. No, not at all. So he comes over about an hour later with this little tub with the smallest of hatchling hog noses and says it's disgraceful your daughter is four weeks old and doesn't have a pet 
She now has a pet. He's a hog nose. So I was like, oh, wicked. I suppose we need to go and buy a bigger rub for that for you know until it grows out for a fiver. And he's like, yep, it's going to cost you a fiver and a mouse every week. So I now have, I now, now have a hog nose. Thank you. You know this could you know this could go out of control now because I yeah. think you're due to go over to his and I know his daughter uh, will be wanting something. Yeah. And this could spiral yes. all out of control. His daughter, There'll be monocled cobras yeah. being passed backwards and forth. No, no, no. I've, I've already got his daughter a pet. It's a leopard gecko. Oh, absolutely. He's having Everyone it. He's, a he's having gecko. it. He's having it. Just throw it at him. I was going to give him it's a... Yours now. Yeah. It's yours now. Well, I think the whole idea is that you buy the, uh, the child a pet so it grows with them. Um, so if I don't do the leopard gecko, I'm going to give him a baby sulcata. Because by the time she's 18, it's going to be the size of his car, and he's going to absolutely hate me for it. Um, so, sorry. No, no, in doubt. I don't think he will. I think he'll love you for it. He'd probably ride it to work, to be honest. Yeah, he would. Well, I, think, I think by the time she's old enough to appreciate it, it's going to be walking through walls. Yeah. <laughs> That's how big it is. It's literally going to bulldoze through every single wall in the house. Oh, right, so I believe, Danny, you've had a new snake. Um, and you've actually got another one on the way soon as well. Uh, yes. Um, I got um, a new jungle, uh, zebra jungle from Eric Rayos. Ray- is it right? Ray- I think it's Rayos. Um, absolutely stunning little thing, little yearling. It is really, really nice. Brilliant temperament. Um, fantastic animal. Absolute credit to um, um, him personally. Um, and uh, the one I, the one I'm getting soon is from um, Joanne um, Alderwinkle, yeah. is it? I believe. So. Yeah, but from the from the rehoming the centre. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, we yeah, we don't use rescue, do we? No. Um, <clears throat> in tort. Um, and uh, that is a rather large uh, female bread lie. I hope it's really um, aggressive and it bites you. I really do. I can't. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. Red lies, as a rule, aren't, aren't that aggressive. They're they're, they're quite. They're, they've got quite a nice. I'm really. I'm. I'm really hoping. I. I don't think this is right, but I'm really, really hoping this is a a special case. Hoss <laughs> <laughs> knows, knows how much I like my uh, feisty animals. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. She's huge. She, uh, I think her head's the size of my hand. Um, so yeah, that'd be good fun. Um, cool, looking man. forward to doing a, a nice big setup for it. To be fair, it's um, the most exciting part for me. I like the I like the fact that you're coming round to my way of thinking and you're just collecting carpets. Get all the carpets in. Chuck all the <laughs> others out. <laughs> Whoa! I, I no. can't chuck all the others out. I can't. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm joking, mate. As soon as I get my as soon as I get the extension done. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to increase my collection um, and get some different species in. Because obviously, all I've got at the moment is carpets. I love them. You know, it's, it's a massive passion of mine. But I've, I do realise that I, I do need to up my collection and and get something a little bit different in. So I'm now just thinking about what I can get and what will look nice or what will what what am I interested. in. I think my uh, guest has uh, just spoken. Can you hear us, guys? We can. Hello. Hello. Um, 
Danny and Mike don't know who you are because um, I'm a cheeky bugger and I've sorted this out surprisingly. Um, <laughs> who are you? Ah, who? Okay, it's uh, you, Simon and Susie from Snake City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, my kids are going to wet themselves. They are absolutely <laughs> massive. You've got a lot of clearing up to do then when you get home. <laughs> uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for, Guys, sure. thanks for taking the time to come on. Um, so we're not going to keep you too long because we know you're really busy. Unless you want to sit here and talk for the next three hours, I'm totally, totally <laughs> fine with that as well. It's um, past Simon's bedtime. Oh, Decor- no. I'm decorating, actually. Well, <laughs> when you finish decorating, um, I don't live too far from the meet on the Sunday, so you can come and finish mine if you want. He's good. I can verify that. So yeah, I'm sick of it. To be honest with you. <laughs> right then. Um, so on the Sunday, the seventh of October, you are coming to Birmingham for the yes. West Midlands Herpetological Society meet. Um, that. Society now, it gets very, very difficult the more you drink. Um, so <laughs> I would advise to start slowly on Sunday um, because, yeah, mm. by, by 10 pints, I can't pronounce that for shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to pace ourselves. We're going to be quite sensible. I'll be all right. Don't worry. I'm, I've had training. I've had training. <laughs> right then, um, so what are you guys going down to do? What's, it, what's that all about? Just to do sort of a bit of a meet and greet, a bit of a chat, some of the... Um, secrets behind the show, some of the experiences that people haven't seen on the show, you know, stuff just to give a bit of an insight. Yeah, kind of how it got going, why we carried on when we ran out of money ourselves, when we lived out there prior to filming, you know, it's quite harsh for obviously the environment and the way the world is going, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, keep, definitely. You know, yeah, I mean, make, you know, make people aware and stuff like that. Just picking you up on that, Simon. Sorry, Susie. You know, you you didn't charge a lot to go out and rescue, you know, um, these animals. It was a massive passion of yours. And, you know, like you say, it must have been really, really hard to make ends meet when you're going out. It's crazy. You know, you're looking at about £15 to remove a black barber from someone's house, which you think they would want yeah. um and they they you know quibble that they don't want to pay but unfortunately it's an emotional situation because they if if they don't pay you they're just going to kill it so you end up doing a lot of call outs for free um and a lot of people don't have money so we don't charge anyway so we're in a bit of a tough situation out there it's really and it's hard. not it's not the smallest of countries, you know. So, so I, I mean, I watch the program on a regular basis. I said my kids are massive fans. Oh, thank you. You, know, you. you could, you could get, you could get a call out, and it could take you an hour to get there. You know, I mean, I don't know what the fuel, how much it is for fuel out there, but an hour's worth of fuel over here, you know, a tenner wouldn't cut it. So, no, so you're, onto exactly. a, you're onto a loss straight away. No. Yeah, I know. When I lived there um, between 2005 and 2013, it was literally I was doing five. To eight thousand rand a month on fuel, so it's about five hundred pound a month on fuel to carry on doing what I was doing. That's wow. before, you know, and the actual the mental situation of it as well that you're, if you are getting paid, it's fifteen pound to play with a, a black mamba. <laughs> yeah, Danny, twenty quid, uh-huh. go and play with Tim Hallam's black mambas. <laughs> so, well, I mean, um, obviously. Um, <laughs> I, I would, I'd probably do it for free if I had to. Um, but if if I was doing it for a career, then I'd probably tell you to get. Lost, lost. It's, uh, I think it's definitely again it's something you have to be passionate about. Um, 
and it's something yeah. that you guys are obviously very good at as well. Um, you know, and it's uh, again you've, you're educating people as well. That's really important. Um, you're yeah. the probably the one of the only decent reptile shows on the TV at the moment. Um, oh, thank you. That's cool. <laughs> thank you. Good That's good to hear that. And the good thing is, what we're really proud about is we have changed attitudes. We get loads of fan mail. Snake City's shown in 177 countries. We get fan mail from all over the world. And a lot of the bulk of it is people saying, normally we would kill the snake, but now we've watched your show, you know, we save them or we look after them or we call a snake catcher. So for us, that's brilliant. Snake lives have been saved because of the show. So, you know, we're we're really happy about that. Yeah, man. That's that's, uh, a T-shirt designed for us. Snake lives matter. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We need that as a T-shirt slogan, don't we? Every life matters. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, the world doesn't see it as that half the time every life matters whether it's a snake or you know a dog or cat or whatever a mm. uh, human even but uh, we try our best to save what we can unfortunately it doesn't always work out like that but we do our best and um there's lots of snakes out there to save and hopefully we'll be back there soon doing what we do best but um no it'd be awesome to come and do our talk that night and uh, obviously thanks to you guys for having us on um, oh you're more than welcome I've got a million and one questions to ask you, but I'm going to have to save up most of them for uh, for, for, for when we're over at the club. Uh, I literally, I'm, I can see the club from my house, so uh, we'll be over there. The family will be over there. The oh, kids brilliant. are dying, uh, dying to meet you both. Um, and I think, if I'm honest with you, um, within the West Midlands, there's there's quite a big uh, there's a big stir that that you know, oh, the guys from Snakes in the City are actually coming to uh, to our area. So they're they're everybody's uh, on a bit of a high. So. That's fantastic. Oh, that's and, cool. uh, just just to backtrack it slightly about t-shirts. Um, can you both inbox me your t-shirt sizes because uh, I'd I'd like to give you some reptile and chill t-shirts. Oh, um, thank just, you. Just as a, cool. a thank you for coming on. Um, so we'll get those sent out to you as soon as oh, we can. Oh, that's really cool. We'll wear, them, we'll wear them with pride. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a large. <laughs> Susie is small, eh? Yeah, just just it's do me a favour, Simon. Don't decorate them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 actually, actually Sue's a bit larger than me up top. Do you know what I mean? No, well, I'm, I'm Catholic. I should hope so. <laughs> we Can will I, do that. But we'll wear that. Man. And, and uh, if we get the next season and filming, we'll wear them on the show. Oh, that'd be yeah. absolutely Way! fantastic. Um, can I can I just ask a quick question, totally away from from reptiles? But um, yeah, I'm into yeah. tattooing, and uh, I love the work that and, and that that people get. Uh, Simon, you you've pretty much smashed your body with with <laughs> tattoos. Did you yeah. get all of that done in in South Africa, or have you had any work done over here? No, I've, I, to be honest, most of it was done here years ago in the UK. Um, yeah. Uh, Brent of England, or Brent of Danceable, his name is. Uh, yeah. He did a lot of my stuff back when I was like between eighteen and oh, about probably twenty six years old and prior to that Ken Rivers bless him he's still going now which is from uh, Bushy in Watford he did my uh, my first tattoos I had two of them by him and then after how old that, was you when you had them done or are you not going to say <laughs> yeah yeah no, not and then Andy Booth from Watford he did my legs a couple of times uh, and then I tattooed my, I learnt to tattoo myself so I've done my own legs as well and wow. my left arm yeah and then I started to learn about 2003 I started to learn to tattoo and then on and off from there onwards so it's not like I do it every day but uh, I've got a few clients that still come to me from time you know yeah, on, on and off 
I did a little bit myself at like back in oh, 99, 2000, started working with a guy in a shop, and it was probably the most frightening thing I've ever done. Yeah, no, it's not easy. <laughs> I remember my mate sitting there saying, and I'm, I was shaking while I was doing it. <laughs> the first one. But he had some black work done, and uh, and, and it was easy to tidy up after I'd, uh, I'd shook like a leaf all over his arm. So, fair play to you. I love this. These guys play with mambas every day, and you were scared yeah. tattooing someone. <laughs> it's on them for life, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, do you know what, the so is a mamba bite. Do now. Um, it's kind of one of those things. Like I, I love to do it every day, but I, I know my limits. So I've still got people that come and they still want me to tattoo them. So I'm not that bad, but um, I've kind of taken what I'm happy with, to be honest with you. So I'm still tattooing. I've got a studio here. It's, it's up and running now, finally. But um, yeah, I still do bits and bobs. Um, so yeah, it's just another outlet I kind of do in between filming, trying to make ends meet. Because not, you know, people don't realise when we not in uh, Africa filming, we kind of in limbo world where yeah. we have to find work, we got to make money. It's not a you know, it's not like a we're not millionaires from it or anything like that. People think because we're on TV we're millionaires and all this. We're not. It's a low budget film. We do it because we love it. We love to save the wildlife. And um, when when we did live there full time, that's what we did day in day out. But out of season, we still had to make ends meet. So even when I lived there, I was diving, catching fish, um, tattooing, doing anything I could to make money just to stand, you know, and carry on what I was doing, which is snake catching. Um, so when we watch the show, it's fantastic. But outside of that, we have to make, we have to put, you know, food on the table. So we make ends meet doing whatever we can. So I think I think that goes uh, uh, goes out to a lot of people who, who work with animals. It's not a very well-paid job. No, it's not. And like you say, a lot of people will look at you because you're on the telly and think, oh, yeah, they've made it, they're millionaires. That's not the case. You know, they'll pay you no, a little bit towards whatever, you know, you, you're doing. But like you say, um, it's when you're working with animals, especially there's so many passionate people out there willing to do everything for free or uh, uh, on a, on a voluntary basis for a short, um, for a, for a limited period of time. If you try and make a career out of it, it's really, really hard. Absolutely. It's a job of passion, isn't it? Not yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've been a zookeeper before for years and, um, I had to choose between eating and putting petrol in the car. <laughs> so, you know, and I had to eat just like Mars bars, one Mars bar a day, just so I could afford to use my car. Um, I literally was so broke. So, you know, but I love my job. So it's a you know, wow. difficult one. It could, can I, can I ask? It could have been like a double decker or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, no, they, they cost more money. <laughs> oh. can, can I ask how you guys met? Obviously, Susie, you're from England originally, is that right? Yeah, I am, yeah. And, and, then, and then Simon's from like a real strange country. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> and they're all mad as cats out there. I'm, I'm just going to stop you there. Um, that's a pound for being racist. That's racist. Racism. <laughs> you know what? One of my best friends uh, was from Johannesburg, and uh, she lives over here now. And uh, yeah, she's she's as mad as a box of frogs as well. Um, uh, I've actually known Simon for a long time—14 years or more than that, 15 years. Um, and we both were venomous keepers in the UK. There's not many. There are lots of people, sorry, but it's quite the area we lived in. There wasn't many people keeping them, so we knew each other through the the love of the work, the passion, and the snakes. And then he um, came to England when he finished, or when he, when he moved back from South Africa, he needed a job. I was a manager in a reptile shop. Amy and Zoo. In, yeah, Amy Zoo in Bovenden, Hertfordshire. And um, he came to work for me. So I was his boss. 
which is quite quite good fun. I was a bitch. <laughs> nice fun, Simon. I like what you did there, mate. Has anything changed at all with that situation? Or not really? I'm still a bitch. <laughs> do, do you guys keep captively? Now, obviously, you spend a lot of time in South Africa and moving around. But do you have a collection now, or is that something you can't really have? Yeah, no, we've got a few snakes. We've just we've just moved house. I mean, finally, we've got our own place because we're in limbo world, like we call it. Uh, and and we've had a really tough year. I won't lie to you. Um, I was living with my parents, and Susan was living with my my mum and dad at the time. But uh, back in May, when we got back from filming in um, from South Africa, uh, we got back and we had like a little month and a bit. And my dad sadly passed away from a heart attack late at night, and um, big shock to everybody and my mum. And then, and then we were busy looking for a property of our own, but we could never afford to buy in Hertfordshire because the price is just ridiculous. So we looked at the north of, north of England, and we've actually bought a place in Derbyshire. Um, and when it was going through, obviously my dad passed away, and at the same time, sadly, Sue's mum was diagnosed with uh, cancer. And um, sadly, she's passed away as well in the last just oh, over a month ago. Yeah. Um, so we've had a really tough, crappy year. We won't lie yeah. to you. It's been up and yeah. down. And we moved up here. And, we, and Susie spent most of her time in London, obviously treating her mum and being with her mum before she passed. And uh, I was up here on my own in a place where I've never been to before. We pulled it off a map and uh, it's what we could afford. And we've managed to buy it. Um, so we've had a really shit year. Do you know what I'm saying? I swear, but oh, that's uh, a pound fine, isn't crap, it? Yeah, it's a pound fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll pay the fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. In the context of the uh, conversation, I think we'll take that one back. You swear away. You're such uh, a softy, really Mike. Um, yeah. Decorating <laughs> 18 hours a day, trying to make the house look nice. You know what? What you can do in that time. Well, and we have animals that are here. We've looked after. So basically. We've got our venomous license here now. Uh, we had to. Uh, Derbyshire has never licensed a venomous keeper before, only on the other side of the county. So we right. knew to them. So we had to try and teach them what's what and show them that we're good. You know, we, we can look <laughs> after the animals. You probably, so, you probably had an edge. You probably had an edge there, though, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just watch that. Watch yeah. Yeah. Please tell me your application form was just snakes in the city. Snakes, yeah, snakes. Do you know what? It wasn't that easy. No. They were so terrified of the thought of venomous snakes in this little village. Yeah. We were really put through the tests and we had to do risk assessments, contingency plans, and contingency plans on contingency plans. If a burger got in, and, and oh, God. It was a bit crazy, the paperwork. So. Why in this country? I mean, I mean. Guys, why in this country do we protect the people that are breaking into our houses? I mean, in South Africa, it's different. You just shoot them, <laughs> yeah. don't you? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's actually ridiculous. What happens if a burglar breaks in and gets bitten? I said, well, good, he's dead. There's one that's burglar. <laughs> and that's what, exactly what he said to the council. And they were like, well, that's not really what we want to hear. So, well, what do you want yeah. to hear? You know, they shouldn't be in the first place. They got past the burglar alarm, the two dogs, Rottweilers, voila, and now they've... <laughs> Got into our house and they're still our snakes. Well, good luck to them. So, anyway. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's stupid. It's actually stupid. But we are license keepers. We've got the license now. And we, do you know what? We've got a few venomous snakes here at the moment. We've got a couple of rattlesnakes, cobras, whatever. No, uh, ma- any mambas? Well, no mambas here yet. No. Yet. Yet. <laughs> we have yet. a full list of stuff that can come here, but when we actually here to be able to keep them full time, because we don't know if we're going to be sent away again, so we won't commit ourselves to that until we know so 
Lars are up in the air again, as normal. No, no, well, um, me and Mike aren't actually too far away from you. We're from Birmingham, so we're 40, okay. 40 minutes down the road. Um, yeah, not so far. We'll, eh? we'll have to have a, a summer barbecue or piss up yeah. or something around the air. Uh, you know what? If we're having back. a barbecue, Danny's coming along. Yeah, boy. You, you know what? I, I quite enjoyed Doncaster without him, to be honest. Oh, wow. do you know what? I didn't. <laughs> wow. I didn't. If I if I hang up now, I think you should get the five and five. But upset a host, you upset a host. Nah. Dear, dear, dear. Right then, anyway, guys, it's absolutely great having you on. Um, Thank you for having us. Yeah, really appreciate. Guys, before you go, can I just ask okay. a massive favour, please? Yeah. Okay, my 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 son and daughter are massive fans. Can you just give him a shout out? It's Maya and Billy, and. Uh, yeah, I'll be the best dad in the world if you say hello to them. No worries, Myra yeah. and Billy. Yeah, hi, Myra and Billy. Thank hello. you for watching Snake City. Thank you very much. And Thank you. Bless you for watching. Thank you, Myra and Billy. Cheers, <laughs> 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 uh, we'll see you hopefully at the um, West Midlands Society. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll be there. So we look forward to it. We'll be the two absolutely beautiful specimens in the uh, Reptile and Chill t-shirts. Um, Wonderful. We look forward to seeing you. Yeah, we'll be right by the bar. That's exactly where we're going to be. So is it's it that good. old saying that you got the face for radio, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the line has just gone dead. Um... Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care. Next, yeah, cool. Bye-bye. Right, Bye. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, did I say anything interesting then? Because I oh, no, hey, I would have hated no. to drop. I would have hated to drop <laughs> off the call at that point. Then, oh, especially you, you when it was at the most critical time. <laughs> they were saying goodbye. They were like giving us love. It was and, all lovely. And, and, oh, and the host, I, I looked at the screen, and the the host was gone. Did you? Did you, 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 all, you all had cuddles, and I wasn't involved. Oh, mate, full on cuddles. Absolutely, yeah. My, my, oh. kids got, my kids got a shout out. No, I got that bit. I got that bit. Um, oh, yeah, as, all, as soon as, as, soon as I saw you off. drop off, I rang you back, to be fair. Oh, you thank, went thank you. too long. Oh, God. Well, next time, next time um, you're, not, you're not coming back in next time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really glad you're on here, Danny, <laughs> because I wouldn't have known how to dial him back um, in. Have I, <laughs> have I just been. Um, find you have five mate i'm afraid <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah no it's a tenner for dropping off mate i think it is a fiver i'm gonna go back and listen is to the start is he fit oh. and threw his dummy out the pram oh, yeah. i think it should be i think it should be 15 just for the timing i mean you couldn't <laughs> have picked a worse time ah oh, you know i do apologize to people who are listening um don't apologise to them, mate. They won't know anything any different. They, they, they will. <laughs> well, they, they only get my much, feed. There, was, there, was, um, there was too much love going on for me and Danny uh, at that just, point. Uh, yeah, sorry, mate. <sighs> just... <laughs> now, now you know how I felt on Sunday. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Danny. Bloody will be. <laughs> right then. Um, I think it's really cool that they took the time to come on. Um, I met them. Yeah, we need at, to get them on. We'll I met them at Doncaster in the June or July show. Um, I met them then. Um, they're wicked, man. Really nice people. Um, he's not as tall. The fact as that a... they're doing it. The fact that they're doing it because of the, for the passion and the, like you say, a lot of people think they're making money because they're on telly. Yeah. 
I think that was just sub subsidising a little bit towards the amount of money that was pumping into what they love doing. Yeah, it's quite it's quite surreal making them as well because again they're they're really nice. Um, I think a lot of people who are on TV sometimes can get a little bit annoyed with people constantly bothering them. Um, they walk around Doncaster and they didn't care. They they spoke to everyone who stopped them. I will say Simon's not as tall as I thought he was. And Susie's hair is actually as vibrant as you, as you think it is as well. Um, <laughs> so I, I am really looking forward to seeing them. So if anyone is interested in going to that meet, please go to the West Midlands Herpetological Society page on Facebook or www.westmidlandsherpetologicalsociety.co.uk. The event is on Sunday the 7th of October. Tickets are £3 on, and are available from their website, I believe, um, I spoke to Matlow earlier, there isn't many tickets left at all. No, um, get in there, get so, in there, guys, and, yeah. and get down there, because not only that, there's a brilliant bunch of people that that, that go there, isn't there? You know, there's a wealth of knowledge that's, that stand up that bar, or sit around the bar. Yeah, um, it's, um, you, know, you know what, it's, it's nice to go there, um, because there's that many different people that turn up, um, and there's always there's always something you know if you're into colubrids or colubrids as um colubrids entire size colubrids colubrids it's not yeah. colubrids it's colubrid do one colubrid colubrid <laughs> um, would be double L come on behave let's um, be real about if you're into <laughs> those kinds of snakes or you're into pythons or DWA or you're into geckos or whatever you're into you will find someone at this meet that you can talk to and um, yeah. if you don't have any similar interest to anyone in the room. There will be something else. They're the most friendliest bunch of people that I've ever came across. Um, the ad- I haven't got the address, um, but it is at Streetly Sports Club. Um, it is, yeah. It's Briar Avenue right. in Streetly, Sutton Coalfield. No problem. So, you know, get in touch. Um, also as well, um, if you've got a spare couple of quid, go and buy one of their T-shirts and help support them. You know, they're a really good forward-thinking society. And, and I believe they're also doing one for charity now. They're doing a pink T-shirt for charity, yeah, which is... Uh, for, for breast cancer uh, awareness for next month, I yeah. believe. Um, and whilst we're on the T-shirt topic as well, we also have T-shirts for sale at the moment. So you can head on over to reptileandchill.bigcartel.com. Um, the T-shirts are £20. I think it's £3 something delivery. Um, again... That's something that can help support us. Um, and then any profit after we've paid our bills goes to Mental Health UK. Um, again, so just trying to do our bit. Um, I think that's enough, Waff. Um, Danny. Yes, my darling. What the hell's going on with Kingston Exotics? There's a question. Uh, what, do, what do you want to know? Come on, you, you, you're reigniting the flame. Yeah, um, it's, it's, you're kind of like... Obviously, you had a bit of a, a, a problem. Um, I did, yeah. I yeah, I hit some. Uh, I hit a little bit of a, a hiccup along the way. Um, nothing to do with the product or anything like that. It was all fine. Um, but looking forward, mate. Yes. Um, Solve the problem. Yeah, not so much. Um, when you say reigniting the flame, not so much. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to just keep it going. Um, but it. It turns out I've had to almost sort of start all over again um, by myself, um, which is my, which is, has been a, a monumental task, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, it's getting there. Um, I'm, I'm almost ready to start all the trialling. 
Um, and once I do, and once I'm happy with it, it will be back in production. Um, <clears throat> I've set myself a little bit of a a, um, a little bit of a task um, to be back in production within eight to ten weeks from now. Definitely. Um, so yes. So just for anybody who's listening that doesn't know what Kingston Exotics is all about, because I yeah. I didn't until we met a while back. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is and what you're doing? So, um, I said not not I, I I won't bash or disrespect any of the other um, brands on the market. They all do their job, and some of them do it very very well. Um, however, Hossel vouch for this. I'm I'm a very um, Awkward, natural. Um... Yeah, <laughs> twat. Um, pound. Pound. <laughs> Another pound. I, I, I'm um I'm a very natural keeper. I like to keep everything natural. I like to try and feed um natural diets where I can, as much as I can. Um, to what, I, mate? To everything. Most. Um, yeah. Everything. I mean, you you can't really swerve it with snakes. Um, you know, they they eat mice and rats. Yep. amongst some other things, um, but with the geckos mainly, um, at the time um, I was struggling to find many diets that didn't have um, a certain percentage of synthetic ingredients. Um, again, not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, um, it just wasn't my cup of tea at the time. Um, so I set out just to um, create a more natural um Gecko food, you know, like the uh, the uh, the meal replacement powders, yeah. um, or CGDs, as you'll you'll probably know them. Um, so I set out to create a new natural one uh, or a more natural one, um, and that's what I did. Um, and I, I've I've pretty much got it to uh, around about ninety nine point nine percent natural. So. And um, did you do that just, just for you? Just for your own sort of like just, your own um, collection at the at first at first at first yeah it it was mainly for me um you know and i i saw a uh, i saw a, a, an opportunity in it really to bring something more natural to the table if people weren't interested in it then you know fair enough um and if they were then brilliant um turns out that you know there's a lot of people in the uk that um really appreciate that sort of thing um, I mean, with it, with it, I'm the only one who does it really in the UK at all. Um, so uh-huh. yeah, um, that's that's pretty much where I am. At the, you know, at the minute, I'm I'm just on the gecko diets. Um, hopefully, maybe, I'll maybe I should go on a gecko diet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all natural, really good for you. Um, yeah, um, my cat's eating it. I don't know if that's so much of a good thing. Yeah, but your cat's really fat at the moment. <laughs> Is that, huge. is that why your cat's fat? No, it might be actually. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> you, you also mentioned um, some about being a little bit more eco-friendly with the packaging. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Um, this time around, um, the first time around, um, I, I kind of, uh, what's the word? Um, I, I, I kind of dropped the ball on that one because um, obviously I was going for all natural, you know. Um, You're not missed. the first, Dan. 
Yeah, I, I, I missed the fact that I could have been way more natural. So this time I've gone for um, biodegradable pouches um, and I want to make them 100% bio biodegradable. Um, so I'm not using labels or anything like that. Oh, you know, people will get like a little leaflet in with the pouch. <clears throat> or not in the pouch, but in with the parcel um, with all the ingredients and the analysis and blah, 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 which they can then recycle that as well. I've um, seen that so, you mentioned that online the other day, Danny. And yeah. uh, there was there was some good, uh, there was quite a good response to that. That everybody was sort of like, yeah, we're we're all for that. If you can make it biodegradable or, or eco friendly, and mm -hmm. somebody recommended, why don't you just put it online? And people yeah. have to go online to get the the information. I, I suppose there's there's that a good is, thing and a bad thing for that. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good idea, but. I'd have to do that as well as the leaflets because, you know, some people aren't, um, you know... Not on the internet. It, well, um, without any offence, aren't internet savvy um, and might not know what a QR code is or what it does or how to use it. Um, and I don't want to single anybody out. So it wouldn't be... If, if it was an option, it'd have to be um, part of something else. Um, the leaflet... Putting leaflet in with it means that they can put the leaflet you know, pin it up on the fridge or, you know, just keep it underneath their, underneath the pouch of food. Um, so fold, they can fold it in to half it. and keep an enclosure closed with it, wedge it in. Yeah, yeah, or they could fold it into an aeroplane and throw it around, I don't, I don't care. As long as, it's, as, as long as it's there, exactly, yeah, <laughs> as long as it's there, that's all that matters. Um, as long as all the ingredients are on it, blah, 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 I'm happy, they're happy. I've, I've got one other use for it, a beer map. Perfect. There you go. I'm going to send you one, and I want to see those rings on it. So yeah, I'm um, I pr probably uh, the the only thing that I'll probably struggle with is um, uh, parcels. I'm going to keep looking because um, obviously I can buy my own parcels to send in, um, but I want to make them. Um, I want I want them to be bubble wrapped so they're protected, uh, so nothing can pierce through the pouches, etc. And, and doing that with it, you know, and being eco-friendly is probably quite tough, but we'll see. Um, but I'm I'm going as as uh, eco-friendly as I possibly can, um, within within reason. <clears throat> that's good. That's good. I think um, it's something that I'm I'm trying to do as well, to be honest, uh, with my personal mm -hmm. life. So, uh, one of my friends, David Howard, his partner Lindsay, and uh, she has, um. I think it's uh, Lindsay's Eco Shop, I think it's called. Um, I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure. Actually, I'm going to quickly find that out because I feel really bad that I don't know what it's called. Um, but basically, she does a lot of... Is this of, the bamboo stuff? Yes. So yeah. she does um, loads of different um, bamboo cups, bamboo socks. Um, bamboo coasters. Uh, all, all sorts. Uh, she also does um, like zero packaging as well. Um, mm -hmm. So I've got some um, some shampoo which I purchased from her, which is in like a block, um, mm -hmm. and you have to. Um, it, it's mad how it works. Um, it's uh, just a block, and you have to you just lather it up like a bar of soap. Yeah, but there, there's beard shampoo that's out there like that, and uh, if she can make some beard shampoo, like oh, I'll be all like over hot, that. Hot cakes. Yeah. A company is called Lindsay's Eco Shop. She does have a Facebook page. Um, there's loads and loads of stuff, and you know, there's, there's things that I, I take sandwiches to work every day. You can uh -huh. buy sandwich wraps 
that are reusable <laughs> all the time. And what? You yes. can buy sandwiches that are reusable. No, the wrap for <laughs> you know, I, I wish sandwiches were reusable, they keep coming back. Um, <laughs> so you rather than using cling film or tin foil, it's like a wrap, like a like a cloth kind of thing almost that you wrap your sandwiches up with. Um I've stopped you t- buying water at work and just using a, re- a reusable bottle or the same bottle over and over again. And just trying to be a little bit more conscious with how much waste that I produce. Um, uh-huh. Even like when you go to Asda and you buy potatoes, I'll buy loose potatoes and just put them in a basket rather than uh-huh. put, put them in a bag. Do you um, know what? You go abroad, right? You go to Spain, everybody buys their stuff loose. Yeah. And, 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 and in this country, we've got into this horrible thing of it, everything has to be the perfect color the perfect shape it has to be wrapped in this beautiful little box it's something that drives me mental you go over to different countries they pick up the fruit and they'll smell it yeah that's perfect they don't care whether it's a different shape or a different size or it's in this packaging but the problem is in this country we've just gone down the route of it has to be a certain shape a certain size it's got to be packaged in the right way. The farmers are getting destroyed. We're snobs. country. We're snobs. Yeah, absolutely. It even comes down to like these um, best before dates and whatnot. So I personally uh-huh. think with, with certain foods, the best before date, okay, fair enough. You, you give it a quick sniff, it's all right. My missus will not touch something if it's past its best before date. She will I'm not a... even think about it. <laughs> I'm a little bit funny about that, I must admit. Oh, yeah, see, I'm not. No, yeah. no, don't, don't... I take it. Is there any mould on it? Oh, a little bit. Let's just break <laughs> no, that up. No, see. No, I, 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 no, no, no. So that's... A bit of penicillin. That's, no. no that, that's too far. If it's green and talking to me, then it needs to go in the bin. In fact, don't put it in the bin. Burn it. Um, burn it. Burn the house you know, down. You know, <laughs> yeah. Move, Scrap move. the fridge. Scrap the fridge. It's gone. If it's like we 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 had some sausages the other day, um, and they were two days past the best before, and they're fine. And I'm I'm, oh, I'm still alive. Um, yeah, certain things, certain things like that isn't so bad. And and that's if, really... if you're gonna if you're gonna cook it to a pulp, you know, it's not so bad. Um, you also you need know. to realise that there's a best before date and a sell by date. Mm-hmm. So, so your sell by date, they've got to sell it by that point, yeah. But you're all right to eat it after. People are going. Have you noticed, have you noticed a lot of products don't have that anymore, though? They yeah, only I have. I one have of noticed them. that cutting down. Everything's best before, but that means mm-hmm. it's at its best before. But you know, at its best three, four, three, four days after is perfectly feasible. Yeah, as long three, as three, four kept... days after is perfectly fine to send it to host to eat. <laughs> or, 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 or even extend it to a few seven, probably yeah. six or seven weeks, and I'll, I will quite gladly take it on. Or I'll go in my bug tub for composting. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Okay. So, and if that's cool about what you're doing with Kingston Exotics and trying to be a little bit more um, eco-friendly, um, and that the yeah, green thanks. warrior inside of you has been uh, unre- unveiled, finally um, unleashed. Mike, Mike, I believe you're starting to, uh, like, you're just starting to have an extension. Um, Finally. And, and I know your miss, yeah, your, your, your missus, your, your wife isn't too happy, um, but you're having a nice new snake room soon, much to her disgust. <laughs> no, no, no. See, you've totally got that wrong. She's Man, over okay. the moon about me having a snake room. Yeah, that's because only because she's getting a, live, uh, a dining room back. 
<laughs> so I can't believe that she's actually gone along with this, but because we're having an extension, and I'm like, and, and and my snakes were kept in a tiny, tiny room. So when we moved, I used to have a purpose-built um, snake room down in the garden at my last house, and and then we moved house, and and we had a spare room that I was using in my office, but it's only small. And I'd sold my collection before, and then when I had this office, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'd like a nice little display snake in that in that room and and that's what got me back into sort of like buying snakes again and then I thought oh there's a little bit more room there maybe if I get a little couple of little smaller carpets they'll fit in there and so my office literally was the desktop which had the computer on and the and the screen and then the the base of it was all my tanks and I could only have three so then I so I had that and that was all fine and then I saw that I was looking at different types of carpets that I hadn't had before and some absolutely stunning uh, albino Darwin carpet pythons come up by luck more than anything. Uh, that wasn't advertised on Facebook. I got them at the right price. Um, the guy that had looked after them uh, had got them literally with Paul Harris originally. So they were like the sort of like the first originals to come into the country and uh, I managed to get them at the right price and I was like Sam you got to understand uh, this is the deal of the century you know like we all do when we want something you, you, this is this is it's an investment like it's an investment it's an investment so and and she went along with it now I can't pull the wool over my wife's eyes very often but this time I totally did and uh, she agreed to have them because there wasn't really. Now she's going to know the truth. <laughs> she won't miss them. She won't miss them. Um, and, and, and she agreed that I could put them. Well, I actually said, it's okay. Uh, Dan Hoss is going to home them. <laughs> right. This is, this is how I got through the old uh, the, the vetting process. Dan Hoss is going to home them. And then when we have the extension done, they can come. Um, and then this guy turned up on a Saturday saying, uh, this guy has asked me to drop these off. I'm a good friend of him, so he come in and he's like, yeah, okay. I was frantically trying to build my tanks literally at that point. I'd got them half done, but I was literally still working on them. So I kept them in the bags, put them on a bit of a, a bit of heat cable on a table. Thought, yep, yeah, they're fine. And then I just cracked away, got the tanks built up, and I went, uh, Sam, really sorry. I'm going to have to put these in the bedroom. <laughs> So put them in the bedroom, and she fair play to her. She went along with it, put them in the bedroom, and we had them in there for a for a couple of months. We've just had planning permission for the extension, so I said, "Look, we're going to have to take sort of like the back of the house and the side of the house off. Um, the stakes are going to be under an immense amount of stress over that side of the house." is there any chance, and I didn't think for one second she'd say yes, is there any chance that I can put them all in the, the living in the living room, uh, in the dining room? And she went, yeah, if, you, if it gets them out of our bedroom, yeah, I'm up for it. And I was like, oh, my God. So I literally, it, within a day, I'd, I'd, I'd stripped everything out. I'd bagged all the animals up. I'd put everything together, and I built it up in the dining room. And if I'm honest with you, I mean, I'm in here now looking at it, and I love it. And then I built a hatchling rat because we'd bred 
Um, yeah, that's what I love. It's like, oh, just these two more ones. <laughs> I've just bred some more. Just one more. <laughs> you know what, you're, you're then always... you've got 16. <laughs> so you always need an excuse. And my excuse was, well, I mean, my daughter, Maya, right, she's 12 years old now, coming on to 13. She is animal mad. And she is the perfect person, better than me, with animals. She's calm but confident. She just goes straight in. No, 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 no pulling away. She just goes straight in, grabs them. No problem whatsoever. Even if she's been around animals that are quite, quite scared or defensive, they don't bite her because she's just calm and confident. And, and that's the way to be around animals. Mm-hmm. So I used her as an excuse to uh, breed <laughs> breed my snakes. I was like, she's coming up to the right age now. She needs to know how to do it. It'll be a lovely project to do together. So so that so that's what we did, and we, and we bred them. And I built a little hatchling rack in in the now <laughs> in the dining room. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just went through the whole process together. And do you know what? It's probably one of the nicest things I've ever done when it comes mm. to reptiles. So yeah, when... I've bred I've bred snakes in the past, but there was there was dumeral uh, boas. So you literally wake up one morning, there's a load of mess and a load of dumeral boas. But I've never gone down the route of of breeding something that lays eggs and then having to get the incubator ready. We built an incubator, um, incubated them ourselves. You know that excitement of coming down and going. You know, you know it's getting close, and you're checking them every day. But I, I mean, I was. Uh, 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 an eight-year-old kid at Christmas when I come down with my light and I just and I went and I could see a little head popping out of an egg, <laughs> and there's no feeling like it, guys. You've both you done literally it. jump. Did you jump? Yeah, it was just <laughs> I, I, I jumped, and whilst I was in midair, I went kids, my <laughs> and I, before I landed, jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like six o'clock in the morning. So that, yeah, that, that, that's what the hole in the floor is then. <laughs> yeah. but yes sorry Danny the answer that Dan the answer to your question is we're having this extension done and then I will have a proper purpose built room which is my room it'll so, be my office you know, and you know the room itself are you um insulating that any different to the rest of the house or have any form of extraction or air no. like that or no I'm, I'm, I mean you know what I work in it for a construction company so I know the insulation it's it, it's on the corner of the building and the insulation that's going to go into that uh, in into the external um brickwork will will be adequate yeah that's cool so have you if you not thought of um something that I have I used to have a room when I was at my parents um so again it's a standard insulated house reasonably well um and in the summer, I'd always have to have the window cracked open uh, because of the, the amount of heat when it gets really hot. Um, yeah. Now, that's all good and well, but when you keep snakes and having a window open, if anything was to ever get out, that window's open, um, uh-huh. which isn't a good idea. Um, yeah. So something that um, would be a good idea to possibly have is like an extraction fan in the wall. So... If it was on a thermostat, if the room ever got to, say, higher than 30 degrees, it would turn on and start circulating the air to maybe cool it down a little bit. 
Yeah, I think that's a good call, if I'm honest with you. And and, and we've heard some horror stories, haven't we, about it, you know people's thermostats playing up and the snakes being cooked, and and that's the last thing I want. If I'm honest with you, um, we're just we've just got planning approval now. Uh, the architects on board, but I will when when I start to look at the actual design of the room. I will then start to say, yeah, do you know what? If I can put some extracting, a little bit of cooling, then then, then I'll do that absolutely 100%. Yeah. See, and it's easy to do it now when it's in in, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a design sprinkler. concept. Put a sprinkler in. A what? Yeah, for, for the amount of work it'll take while you're building an extension, put a sprinkler in. If you ever get a fire, sprinkler comes on, jobs are good and animals mm, yeah. are alive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think as well something that I wish I had, I can't do because of the height of my building or the height yeah. of my room. I would love a ceiling fan in the middle of the room, yeah. circulating all the air so that ambient temperature is really even around the room. So yeah. um, I have actually got fans. I've got a fan you um, you put on the wall that circulates, uh, which I it's still in the box. I need to honestly get my ass out of there and just put it up. And... Is he is he okay being in the in the box? The fan. <laughs> Your fan? Yeah, yeah. I've only got, I've only got one. Um, oh, no, that's what I'm saying. That, that was awful. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, that's what oh, I'm, I'm going to do, uh, mainly when it comes to the winter months, because I'll have my oil radiator will be on a little bit more, um, obviously for the whole day as well. So just to circulate that air just a little bit more, make it even. Um, also as well, you know, have you thought about how you're going to heat the enclosures? So when I kept at my mum's before I moved here, I kept through hot spots. I never really bothered about the room temperature. But because I've got a standalone building now, I've got a radiator, which is on a thermostat, which keeps the room at 24 degrees. All so, so, so I've been in that room. We did the podcast from there last week, Danny. Dan. Uh-huh. And bearing in mind this is going to be a joint office and a reptile room so i'm going to be in there probably 13 14 hours a day i cannot heat the room up to 27 degrees because when i have conference calls and they're video conferences and i'm I'm in my hawaiian shirt sweating sweating all over your laptop yeah Yeah. i I can't do that so he said mike phelps are you there and all you can hear is in the back, in the <laughs> he's like he's so, sprawled over the back of the chair like help so, <laughs> so what I am going to do I'm going to concentrate on uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to carry on doing the light, uh, the heating as I am at the moment which is I'll put a ceramic in there the one thing I do want to look at is the way I light things so before I moved them down here temporary, I had LED lights running around um, the the enclosures. I, 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 there's so many different options now with regards to giving your snakes the right um, lighting. Uh, I would love to go down that route and, and just see if I can see a change in my animals. Bear in mind, I've kept snakes for, well, since I was 15. I've pretty hell, much got to be, what, 60 years. Get out, Andrew. My name's not Chris Newman. <laughs> Can't, I, actually, there's a new, there's a new role now because break. we keep bringing Chris Newman's na- name up. That's a pound fine if you mention Chris Newman's <laughs> name. God. Oh, Lord. But, but yeah, You're I think. Be skin. <laughs> I think I want to heat the way I. 
of heat at the moment. I'm quite happy with that. Uh, you've seen my animals, guys. You've seen the the you know they're in fantastic condition. But I am intrigued and interested in changing some of the lighting to get some you know so a, a different level of lighting I, in there. I also with, think as well something to look at as well um, is if you have got an insulated house and it's reasonable the. In the winter months, your central heating is going to kick in. So your house, theoretically speaking, isn't going to go below 20 degrees, um, which isn't a bad nighttime drop for an Indonesian species or a, an Australian species. Um, yeah. What I have done now is I stopped using ceramics and started using halogen bulbs. Yes. And I find that they just give that much better hot spot, an actual ground surface, like a basking temperature. It, it's that little bit hotter, but it still does the ambient just as nice. Um, but does that emit like, that emits light though, doesn't it? It does, but then of a night time, you just turn it off. Oh, you switch it off. Yeah, and that, yeah. yeah, and that's what I was trying to get at. There is, I want to create that, you know, day and night. Yeah. I, I like the like the the light cycling yeah, of so, the animals. So rather than using the ceramic, if you used to use a halogen, and then put that in, I don't know. I'm, well, at the moment, I've got halogens. I'm putting um, two foot T fives in each fifth. <clears throat> But then I'm also putting um, quite a high lumen LED in each one as well. So the um, the high lumen LED will be for plant growth and that kind of thing. The UV and the halogen, obviously, for um, lights um, with UV and basking, and obviously with thermoregulating as well with the halogens. Um, I think I think that's probably the best way to do it at the moment, from my understanding. Um, but again, there's so many different ways to skin a cat and so many different methods, and everyone's got different ideas. But I think that's what's going to work best with me. So perhaps when I've done that, you could see how I've done it and see if that could possibly yeah. work for you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. I mean, the amount of talk and, you know, Roman, he went to the West Midlands Herpetological Society and did a brilliant talk on the effects of light and there's so many different, there's such a massive range in light. You know, we know in humans, if you don't get enough sunlight, it can affect you so I am interested in that and I'm well well willing to try it mm. that's fair plan yeah definitely give it a go give it a, definitely give it a go Danny do, do, do you what do you do mate with your animals um, majority of mine have got UV um, all of my geckos have got UV um, what about and... from, a, from a snake so, so you're getting a bread or the, yeah. Yeah. He'll, yeah. She will have. She'll have UV. Um, yeah. I'll probably just use a mini UV for her. Um, same as my, my other carpet. Um, I haven't tried it with the GTPs just yet. Um, it might be something I look into. Um, but I'll probably end up redoing their tanks again. Um, into into much bigger enclosures because because they sit so close to the top. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to be blinding for them. If you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So that, that's something I'll have to put some real planning into. Um, yeah, see, you don't you yeah. don't think of that usually, do you? Because you usually no. snakes will sit where, but but like you're right, your your GTP will sit right at the top of the tank, mm-hmm. so right it's going to be right next to the light and yeah. heat source. So, that's so it. yeah, I use I use the reptile radiators in them, um, yeah. and they'll and they'll both sit di- almost almost directly underneath them um, for majority of the day. Um, so yeah, UV will will take some planning on them. Um, my ATBs, Amazon tree bowers, that you know they got UV. 
um, and full spectrum plant lights. Um, and I find a lot of the time, um, if you're providing um, the different spectrums of lights, like UV and uh, the plant spectrums, um, they tend to give off a fair amount of heat anyway in, in a decent enclosure, in, certainly in a wooden enclosure. Um, I know a lot of people will say, well, they don't heat up too much. <sighs> they really do. You put them in a wooden tank, um, yeah. and, they, and they do create a lot of heat. I mean, um, the carpet pythons tank um, at the minute is hitting 28 degrees on the top perch, and that's from a UV lamp. Wow. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a heat light in a tank. If I put a heat light heat lamp in a tank, it'd be too much. I think um, that's what people get a bit so confused yeah. as well because. I've, I've got, say, a four-foot enclosure. I'd use a 100-watt bulb. Um, and if you actually look at some of these um, Evo Pro, uh, microclimate Evo Pro thermostats, it actually gives you a percentage of how much of that bulb's being used. And majority of the time, my, my bulbs are sitting at 20-something percent. So mm -hmm. they're, they're actually using, what, 20 watts yeah. uh, to maintain yeah. that temperature. Um, now, you could probably argue that the... A hundred watt bulb being run at an equivalent of twenty watts would last longer than a twenty watt bulb running at full pout all the time. No. So, and I think also the obviously, if it was to get really cold all of a sudden, that twenty watt bulb wouldn't be able to cope. Um, mm -hmm. But there are quite a few people. I think Ricky Johnson, um, he uses thermostats, but he doesn't use bulbs that could naturally overheat because if the thermostat was to go on a benny and break um his animals can't physically overheat because the the bulbs just don't have the power to do it yeah and i think that's a it's a good way of doing it but it's quite brave because if your ambient rooms are unstable then that that's quite could be quite serious um can i can i just say as well if anybody's going to west midlands herpetological society i sat down in the corner and spoke to ricky i tell you what he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this type of things it's it's really interesting to to, to talk to him about he's really passionate about it isn't he he's definitely um i don't know if he's still <coughs> sorry guys <coughs> i don't know if he still uh brings all his um bits of tech and lights and all that um I'll have to I'll have to ask him whether he still does. Um, but he, he used to sit in the corner. Um, and I used to go in the bulb man. He just sit there with all the T fives and solar meters and halogens and just playing everybody. Look what this does. It was like uh, he was he was like like Luke Skywalker, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Luke think. Skywalker and Darth Darth Vader with their lightsabers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good fight. Two T fives to the death. <laughs> um, it wouldn't last very long. No, it wouldn't really be good. It'd be worth it. Be bloody It'd be expensive. Really messy. Um, but yeah, man, ask us call to um to hear what other people do. Um, if anyone listening um has any input on how they do things, or possibly how they want to do things, or have any advice, um message into the show because um, it's always nice to hear what people and how people do things as well. Um, we're rocking on for an hour twenty minutes. Um, which uh. Considering we haven't had a guest as such, and only just um, you know the the lovely people from Snakes in the City popping on, we've done quite well, just rambling on. Rambling. Um, but yes, um, Doncaster in November, I believe, and we've not actually confirmed anything yet, but I believe we're booking a hotel and we're going to get absolutely white girl wasted, don't we? I think, <laughs> right, I, that is exactly what we're going to do, but I think we should do the podcast from the bar. 
and then just get <laughs> just get random people. I told that, yeah, me, me and Hot. Me and Hoss have spoken about this already. I, I genuinely feel like we should do. We should, we're just, we'll go to the bar. We'll go to the pub. We'll Set pick it up. random people and yeah. say, how the devil are you? What's going on? What are you doing? You are, yeah, you are just... aware we are going to collect all the pounds. There's going to be so <laughs> many curse words. So, so, so what I need to do, I need to speak to Mental Health UK and get a bucket. A bucket? <laughs> you need a bloody skip. If you swear. If you swear live on the podcast while we're at Doncaster, we're actually going to take the money from your pocket. Yeah, and, and, and it's if, 50 if you don't quid. believe me, <laughs> if you don't believe me, just you, you only need to look at how big Hoss is. Don't, <laughs> don't push him. <laughs> he, he, he will take your wallet straight from your pocket. <laughs> can I, uh, whilst we're on the whilst we're on the subject of Doncaster, can I just put a little apology out there? Uh, dropped a little bit of a bollock, didn't I? <laughs> oh, you're naughty boy. <laughs> You annoyed, you, know what? you annoyed them. Can I can I just say right? It was such an e- it was an easy slip of the tongue. Uh, I was talking about Chris Newman, and and after speaking to him for two and a half hours, the the, the a couple of nights before, I was I was <laughs> well informed that he was the chairman of the FBH. But because I was talking about Chris Newman, and I was all excited about being at um, at Doncaster, and 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 the IHS, I put the two together, and it was just a little slip of the tongue. So I know I offended at least one person, <laughs> but. <laughs> I am really sorry that um, I, I, I made that mistake. Uh, I will never make it again, and I am sincerely sorry for and, the mistake I made. And for his <laughs> and for his bad manners, and for him being so silly, on behalf of Reptile and Chill, I am fining you one pound. I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, do you know what? I'll pay a fiver. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem. Right then. Um, so next week we'll be having Ashley from Living. Bo- Living Art Ball Pythons on. Um, she won Reptile Report uh, of the uh, Python Personality of the Year in 2017. I can't even understand my own handwriting half the time. Bloody hell. <laughs> um, can't even read. Oh, you know what I mean? Um, so I'm really looking forward to having her on. We, we caught up with her at Doncaster. She seems like a lovely lady. She's um, super excited about coming on as well, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. She's a. Uh, I can't wait to hear the accent, to be completely honest. Um, Danny, you're going to love it. Be great. Um, What's that? She's got a great northern accent. He's proper, oh, yeah, proper, yeah. proper northern. northern. And I've, uh, <laughs> put, put it this way: she's going to fill the jar. She's northern, and there's going to be pounds everywhere. But anyways, she, all, uh, <laughs> she, 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 she dispels all the myths about reptile keepers and 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 how they should look you know she's a very very good looking girl um and she's she's doing a fantastic job in 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 breeding her ball pythons uh she's took on i think she's took it on from for well she was taught by her dad how to do it and she's basically blew him out the water hasn't she <laughs> and no, and, no, and no she's comment. <laughs> but she's doing a fantastic job she was really excited about uh <laughs> coming on <laughs> he's gone he's gone are you tired Danny no <laughs> he's just been he's just doing his usual kingling oh. thing and reading into things that he couldn't ever read into yeah I can't believe it really oh god Hoss said it I'll pull yourself it together <laughs> 
I said no comment. Why are you laughing? You sound oh, like a God. bloody chipmunk. Right, anyways, guys, um, let's wrap this up. Um, for those who listen, who come to the West Midlands Herpetological Meets, we will see you next Sunday. Um, if you don't normally come, come, turn up, buy a ticket. Um, again, you can download this podcast from most good uh, podcasting platforms, such as iTunes and Spotify, also from our Facebook page, Reptile and Chill. We have T-shirts for sale. That All that's on the Facebook page uh, as well. Um, again, we are trying to do as much as we can for Mental Health UK. Uh, we're trying to raise awareness. So if you don't want to buy a T-shirt, if you don't want to come onto the podcast and swear, you still can donate um, anything or anything, even if it's 10p, that helps. Um, so mm-hmm. that is it from Reptile and Chill for this week. And we'll see you next week, guys. Take care. Goodbye. Thanks a lot, guys. Goodbye. Bye.